Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. So thanks, everyone, and good morning. I am Barbara Majeski, and I'm taking over this next half hour, but I loved the conversation about judgment, and um, it's something that I speak about often, so I'm going to open up the dialogue uh, if anybody wants to join in with me today, because um, I get this question a lot, or I used to get this question a lot when I was running my sales teams and scaling across the U.S. and opening up new offices, a lot of new people would come in and they'd ask me, well, what's it like being a woman in business? And I would have all these like answers and I had all these pre-boxed kind of uh, solutions for everybody. And then I just took a beat one day and I was like, I don't know what it's like to be a woman in business. I, I have no idea because I don't know what it's like to be a man in business. I don't know what it's like to be tall in business or short in business. I just don't know. I am just Barbara in business. That's all I got. And the truth is, I think this is what I, I came to understand. People also ask me, Barbara, what's it like to be a twin? And I always come up with some sort of crafty answers. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I was an only child. I was an only child for four glorious minutes and it was pretty amazing from what I can recall or at least of what I've decided to uh, craft in my memory. But the truth is I've always been a twin and I know nothing else. I have younger twin brothers, twins are everywhere. And I think what I've come to understand is that we all judge Sarah, Brad, or, you know, you guys were talking about judgment is that we all judge. That's how we survive. I remember reading The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, which I absolutely love by Deepak Chopra. But before nine o'clock every morning, I was judging. And because one of the spiritual laws of success is practice non-judgment. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to judge anything today. And by nine o'clock in the morning, I had failed this one spiritual law of success. This is my 20s. So I grew very, very frustrated. But what I came to realize is that without judgment, we're going to walk into oncoming traffic. Judgment is a, is a necessary part 
of survival. And it is also our human condition to judge things in the negative context because we biologically go to a fight or flight safety mode at all times. Like what is our brains are naturally wired to go to the worst case scenario. So we tend to come from a negative perspective, but there is a way to kind of circumvent this. So let me go back to being a woman in business and being a twin and all these things. And what I came to understand is that we all prejudge each other, okay? And there's nothing wrong with it. We come from our own set of circumstances, our own experiences, and we use that to shape and formulate narratives for the next set of circumstances. And it is not because we're bad people, because we impose maybe negative dialogue, but we all do it. And it, I want to just say that is okay. And people are going to judge me, be like, oh, she's a woman in business, or she's a woman doing that, or what you can do whatever you want. You can judge me all you want. But the ultimate judgment, that's just prejudgment, which I cannot control, nor do I care to control it. That's on everybody else. I cannot control how you prejudge me. But I can control how you ultimately, what I can only control my actions, right? I can only control my actions. And, and you're, my judgment, the judgment of me is going to be predicated on how I carry and conduct myself. It is irrelevant whether I am a man, woman, frog, or I am old or young. You're old going to judge me. When I go on, um, you know what? I have to text my daughter back. She needs a password for an app, and I need it now. Okay, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. I'm here, um, Barb. I can take it. <laughs> Okay, can you just take this yeah, for one let's second? As see, I, yeah, my, of course. <laughs> I want to see if anyone actually has a comment on this topic of judgment or friendship while Barb um, finds her password. Flash your mic. I'm looking. Donna. Donna and then Dr. Sean. I love this conversation. I'm sitting here trying to figure out my son's nine-year-old. He's not even nine yet. Eight-year-old math. I'm telling you, I don't know what to do here. We're just starting in the homework process, and I'm having anxiety, but... The idea of judgment, what you were saying with Brad, how easy it is for us to just immediately gather a, a thought on someone that we listen to for just a second or just see a picture. I always joke, Molly Dare is not in here, but I always say that when I first met Molly Dare on this app, it was something about her picture in front of this red carpet or whatever she was. And I immediately was like, oh, I know the kind of person Molly is. And she actually is the opposite of what I thought she was. She's the kindest, most sweet, grounded, most like warm person ever. But just a initial impression, I was like, oh, she's like one of those, you know, snobby type women. So it's interesting. I don't try to be a judge, judgmental person, but I think it's just a natural thing that we do, you know, as human beings. I, you know what? I thank you. Thank you, Donna. And thank you, Sarah. I, it is a natural thing and it's okay. You know, I think that, but if we can each take pause and say, okay, where does that come from? Like, why am I doing that? It is so, it, it can be so healthy and liberating. And at the end of the day, we all prejudge, but then the ultimate judgment really does come from all the information that we take in. And I have a really good example of this. And what, um, Prior, I always call it BC, before cancer. Before cancer, I, and for those of you who are just meeting me, I was diagnosed with a late stage cancer in 2015 and went through six months of miserable treatments in 2016. Uh, and I'm on the other side because I'm here chatting with you and I survived. 
and uh, here we are today. But prior <laughs> to BC, to BC, Barb before cancer, BBBC, I was judgy pants, Miss Judgy Judgy Pants, at such a level that I am actually like, it's almost humiliating. But since nothing really embarrasses me, I'm going to share it with you. And I used to just, just judge everything. And I would say, if that happened to me, this is how I would handle it because I was Captain Judgy Eyes. And I even said this, and I shared this on Saturday. I said, if I ever get cancer, I would never do chemo because I would never put that, I would never put those chemicals in my body. And I would, I don't know, I would juice a, juice a watermelon and a cucumber and I would cure myself. And turns out the universe has a really strong sense of humor. And they're like, really, Babs, is that how you would handle your cancer diagnosis? Here you go. And let's see, let's go. Sit, we're going to sit back. So turns out I had three young kids and a late stage cancer, and I had no issues with rolling up my sleeves and doing the infusions because I had to do the most aggressive treatment, not just for myself, but for my three babies. And at the end of that, what I learned is that you should never judge anything until you've walked the walk and you can really take pause. So my daughter had this thing and she would love to be in front of a camera. And she had that kind of X factor where she just was, had this camera presence and prior BBC Babs before cancer uh, was like, well, if you do modeling or child acting, or you get into theater, you're going to become a prostitute and a drug addict and end up like Dana Plato on uh, different strokes. Right. That was, but when I all of a sudden took a beat and I was like, what am I talking about? I didn't know nothing about this industry other than what salacious news has programmed me to believe and how dare I judge anything that I have never stepped foot in. I have never walked that walk. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to dip my toe in here. And I, if, as soon as I see something that's nefarious and doesn't bring light and joy, happiness or anything to my, my children, I am not doing this. So I submitted her pictures and long story short, because I did share this story on Saturday because I, I abandoned judgment and I decided I wasn't allowed to judge things I had no access to. And I could, I learned how to listen to my thoughts and realized that my narrative was based on something I had no access to. I all of a sudden opened up such opportunities. I ended up, she ended up doing a runway walk at Cipriani's, which is one of the most iconic places in New York City. And she walked the run runway for Oscar de la Renta. She absolutely loved it. If I could multitask, I would PCR this little picture of my five-year-old doing the runway. She was so powerful and so in her element. And it was such a rewarding experience for her. But she would have never had that experience if I stayed in sanctimonious judgment of something that I had no business judging. But finally, through my transformation and recognizing that I don't have to accept the narratives to which have been imposed on me, and I can rewrite the script, and I can save judgment until I have more information, I opened up such abundancy in my life and my daughter's life. From there, we went to... Portugal for a, uh, they flew us to Portugal. I can't even believe 
I flew with my five-year-old daughter to Portugal on a mommy and daughter adventure. She had to model and take pictures for like, I don't know, maybe three hours, the whole five days we were there. But instead, so we op- we got to go to Portugal and we got to go to Puerto Rico uh, together, just me and my daughter. Can you imagine? Now, re- the thing is, she can see the pictures now of our experience together, and she only remembers the chicken nuggets from Portugal. I guess there's some really good chicken nuggets in Portugal. I you DM me, I'll send you the hotel. Um, but the, the point of this whole story in the co- line of the conversation with Sarah and Brad is that when you take pause in judgment and realize, you know something, I'm coming from a negative point of view. I don't know this person enough. Let me give that person a chance. Let me give that opportunity. Why do I judge that when I've never done modeling, acting, bartending, waitressing, I don't know, snowshoeing? Like you abandon judgment. Man, do opportunities, does abundance, abundancy flows in. I mean, just take a breath and realize that because I suspended judgment on an industry that I had never touched foot in, I had judgment, I prejudged, I suspended judgment because I decided to, you know what, take the next right step and explore it with open ears, open mind, and an open heart. Somebody flew my little rear end and my daughter's even smaller rear end to Portugal. And I have the memories and the pictures of a lifetime And I don't know where my story ends in my lifetime, but that is now in our book of experiences together because I suspended judgment. It is so powerful. Suspended, I should say, suspended negative judgment. How's that? Because again, we can't remove judgment because it is how we survive. But the other piece, the other piece to this story, this is uh, BBC before Babs had cancer um, and my sanctimonious judgy pants. And now we're in A, uh, after Babs cancer, ABC, (laughs) after Babs got cancer. And being in this space, I found a new strategy to replace judgment. And I call it compassionate understanding. And if you ever, if you've ever done one of my master classes on um, optimizing potential, that is my second my second most powerful step in optimizing your potential. My first step is your conversation you have with yourself. The second is is not just suspending negative judgment. It is practicing compassionate understanding. And that in place of negative judgment, because we have to judge, is saying that person, I know nothing about that person. I know nothing about that person. And I know nothing about what they are battling right now. And everyone, somebody has a hot mic, and that's really my party trick. But (laughs) um, if you can replace it with compassionate understanding and say to yourself, everyone's battling something we know nothing about, you are going to not only block pathways of energy and love towards them, but you're opening up pathways of abundance towards yourself. Because when you remove these obstacles, these, this fear and this negativity, which, you know, I know that Laura Wilde would agree with me, that negative, that negative low vibrating energy will be replaced with a higher vibration energy that breeds abundance. It moves out scarcity and fear and anxiety and it replaces with abundance. I would have never flown my daughter on a good day by myself to Portugal. Would I fly her maybe to, I don't know, Bush Gardens, yes, but to Portugal, I ain't, I'm, I'm not that fancy. 
but there I did three. So I just encourage everyone that's listening today and on the heels of what Sarah and Brad were talking about is to not just suspend judgment because it's impossible, but to suspend negative judgment and replace it with compassionate understanding. And if for no other other reason, that more abundance is going to flow so miraculously into your life. And I'll wrap up this story and open up this dialogue for anybody that wants to jump in and share. Um, the iconic thing about my daughter's first booking at, um, so she ran, she walked the runway at Cipriani's in New York. The iconic or the most ironic, I don't know, powerful takeaway is as she walked out, I was a puddle of tears watching my daughter. Like she just walked that runway like a boss, like Kate Moss, step aside. Milena Majeski, five years old, is taking the runway. Not only was it so emotional to see her walking that, but I was five blocks away from the very infusion suite where I was fighting for my life just months prior. And it was not lost on this mother. And I love to share the cancer didn't happen to me. It happened for me because there's no way I would have stood in that moment recognizing the glory of the blessings that were all standing there right in front of me. I was able to survive, to witness my daughter walk this runway. And because I had gone through such a transformation, I removed negativity and prejudgment of something that I had never done. And therefore, my daughter got to experience something so amazing and iconic. And I have the pictures to share. And she remembers it like it was yesterday. And these are the powerful memories and opportunities that are bestowed upon me because I decided to move through one of the most negative chapters of my life and move towards higher grounds. And I'll close by saying this. We grow through what we go through because I imagine somebody listening today is going through something very difficult and I feel you here today and every day, but we can grow through what we go through by getting bit better and not bitter. And those are my words to share for somebody who needed to hear it today. And I hope it, it lands. So flash your mics. If you want to share something in the space of judgment, abandoning judgment, compassionate understanding, all the things that um, I think are so important. Hey, uh, Tanji, I'd love to hear from you. And then Kelly. Hello. Uh, thank you so much, Barbara. That was absolutely disruptuously brilliant. Thank you. Uh, it just reminded me of um, a story with judgment. I think it's so appropriate. Um, here I was getting ready to take my son to Disney World um, the day prior on my way to the airport and decided not to go to Florida. I was doing all that when it was the hot spot and just decided not to go. So um, had my friend take us back and though I already reserved a huge, beautiful cottage, decided not to go. Here's the beauty in the situation. The very next day, we decided to go to a beach in Michigan. And on our way to the beach, I stopped at a Panera Bread. And um, there was, and I do like I always do at a Panera or restaurants, I change the menu <laughs> because I'm like, okay, instead of the regular lettuce, I want spinach. Instead of cheese, I want avocado. <laughs> you know, um, I want um, some kale on my sandwich and all of that. And so she goes, well, 
um, we don't really do that here. I said, oh my goodness, they do it at every um, every other one. She's like, well, this isn't every Panera. This is the Panera on such and such. So I said, well, yeah. She said, well, you can talk to a manager. I said, that will do. So we pull up to the window. And so um, the manager comes to the window and he, you know, he says, oh, sure, we can do that. No problem. She looks at me and she rolls her eyes very, ir she's very irritable and just rolls her eyes. And I said, is everything okay? She said, is everything okay with you? <laughs> and I was like, okay. Let me breathe here. Let me take a moment. And I looked at her and she was so beautiful. She had these big, beautiful lips, big eyes. And I said, you are so gorgeous. I said, I love your lips. They're so full and beautiful. And she just began to smile. And then I told her this. I said, remember, you have not because you ask, you, you ask not. Always ask for what you want. And she just began to melt. But we went to Michigan and then coming back, um, I was looking for a Starbucks and I, we went to one town to try to stop and find the Starbucks and it was closed. And so we went to another um, place and um, I was like, okay, we're gonna get off here. So as we're looking for Starbucks, I just wanted some tea. I said, oh, Panera has tea. So I didn't know where I was. I was just stopping anywhere. It was a different time of day. And we stopped at the same Panera and we got the same girl and she gave the meal for free this time. And But what was so powerful is my son, my 12 year old son got to experience this. And um, I had no idea we would find that Panera or stop or see her ever again. And just that blessing that came from that. But I thought about this. I said, wonder if that Disney trip was interrupted for that one person, for me to minister and pour into that one girl and tears began to flow down my eyes. And so if I would have judged her expression, the rolling of her eyes, the irritation in her voice, then I would have stopped the flow of the opportunity to be a blessing. So thank you for that share on judgment. It resonated so much. Wow, that's a really great story. And I hope you'll continue to share that or write that in a blog post because I feel that just by sharing that, it's almost a reminder to all of us. We're going to engage with somebody today that's frustrated. We don't know the interaction that they had prior to you walking in that door. And people are so everyone's on such high alert right now with masks and the pandemic and everyone is on edge, right? Right. Like everyone is on edge. So we don't know the trans somebody might've just ripped, ripped her head off. And then we walk in all happy. I think that's such a great share. Hey, Kelly, I'd love to hear from you. Hey, Barbara. So good to see you again. How are you? Thank you for getting me up here. On judgment, I think judgment is such a huge growth factor we play within ourselves. Um, for me, particularly, I am my own biggest judgment of my own being because we're our own biggest competitors. And I think that's what's so important today in this world is that we have absolutely no idea what anyone is going through. And more importantly, we have no idea the battles that they face. Uh, me and why I say it's so hard for me is because I feel like people judge me right off the bat. Like, oh, she's an Olympian. Oh, she's this or that. Where you have no idea how hard it is for me to comprehend sometimes the questions because of a simple learning disability. And then 34 years later, it's not going to go away. I'm always going to have that learning disability. Reading for me, reading a word off the page there's still times where I'm like, wait, what does that say? Or raise my hand and ask, you know, for help. Um, 
And so judgment really hits hard for me because I always say, and we've all heard this quote, never judge a book by its cover. I mean, 1000% hands down true because just because you see the cover, you have absolutely no idea the chapters of what each individual person is going through, um, you know, but use that weakness as your, your, your flawless and make that who you are. Um, middle school, high school, I was so ashamed of ever saying I was in special education. You couldn't get me to say it for the life of me. Um, but now I'm so proud of it because it's really taught me that so many people are judged by just what they see on the outside when they really don't know the person on the inside. So in today's world, in today's society, you know, just don't judge the book by its cover. Really get to know the person for who they are and build that relationship. Because once you build that relationship, I mean, you're just going to be able to do life together and, you know, help one another out. And I think that's what's so important. Um, you know, for Barbara, I'm always texting her. I'm like, you're such a role model, you know, for me because I look up to her and, you know, follow those people that you want to get to. Um, and if you need a little help, you know, and whatever it is, believing in yourself, borrow that belief or borrow, you know, whatever it is to get to where you want to get to. So thanks again, Barbara, for helping. And thanks for calling on me. I appreciate it. Kelly, that is so great. And thank you for sharing. Yeah, it is. It's tough being on the other side of judgment, especially when you're like, wait a second, you don't even know half of you don't know half the story. And, um, you know, it's okay. You can't there's there's a great quote i forget who it's by but it's you can be the juiciest peach but not everybody's gonna love peaches um i don't remember who said that but it's so true and you can't control that um who else wanted to jump in 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 this space i hear somebody unmiking who's that hey marvin hey barbara how are you great to great see you how are you i'm, I'm good i'm good i'm i'm, I'm good um really enjoying this conversation actually and um it's funny when i was listening to um your story uh, or you know when you were talking of, uh, about um sort of portugal and so on it's something resonated with me I, even though i was listening to your story i kind of what i was thinking at that time was about i think a quote popped into my head i was thinking about the meaning of life is to give life meaning and i think sometimes when we think about um even the previous story that uh um was just shared in respect to the, the lady rolling her eyes i think it was um was it uh tanji that, that was talking about that story um i think sometimes it's a it's a balance of eq versus iq um because sometimes you know when we're in a situation when we're rushing and we're um, and the iq can take over and you look at a certain situation and your immediate action is, is, is to deal with that situation in a negative way. But we have to, I suppose, at all times really um, try and, and maintain a balance of EQ and IQ, you know, be, be able to, to recognize that that person in front of you isn't necessarily um, having a good day. And is your contribution to, to their day gonna be a negative one that's just gonna add more to, to to their bad day do you know what I mean um and another thing that pops to mind into mind is is the idea that EQ actually helps when your IQ runs out um when I think of some of the challenges before I actually set up my company um 
uh, I actually was working in a large uh, organization where there was such a mixture of people because the organization was one of the things we did was we two feed staff in. So it was all different types of people, um, people from the private sector, people from the public sector or who work for government. And obviously different types of people have different attitudes towards work. Um, and that's probably where I, I've learned to, to balance that EQ and IQ um, because, you know, you have to understand that everybody is, is, is an individual. So I love this conversation. Um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to jump in and, and, and say thank you for, uh, for, for, for the stories and, and everyone shares. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'll pass the microphone back to you. Marvin, I love that. The meaning of life is to give life meaning. And, you know, another way, another quote I've heard is the purpose is the purpose of life is to live a life of purpose. And sometimes it's just taking those positive purpose is actually success lies in the details and and purpose is sometimes just acknowledging that we're all going through a human experience and some days are just, you know, tougher than others, but taking that beat that realize that person that you just can, you just came into contact with, they could have just had a really bad transaction with the customer that just, you know, just came in before them. And I've shared this story before about, um, the color of my pool being wrong. But the part of the story that I haven't shared, and for those who haven't heard it before, um, I had, uh, in my childhood, I used to jump fences so that I could swim in pools. And my goal in my life was always to have my own pool so I didn't have to jump the fences. And I finally got to a point, uh, three kids married, I got to put in a pool at my house and I was so excited. And I ordered a dark bottom pool because it was so pretty. And I left for a couple of weeks and I came back to a white bottom pool, like a uh, cement bottom pool. And I called the architects and the pool people and I was like, what happened? They sent the email, this was the original picture and this is what it came out. And they start, everyone starts arguing and emails are flying and I'm out of it. Cause I'm like, listen, I paid everyone to do their job and I don't know what happened. Can we fix it? And, uh, you know, they're going back and forth and things are flying. I'm like, Oh my God. And my architect calls me. She goes, we have to hire an attorney and we're going to, we're going <laughs> to file charges. And I took a moment. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like the biggest problem in my life right now is that my pool color is wrong. The biggest problem in my life. Take a minute. So my pool color is wrong. Barbara, now Barbara Majeski, but Barbara Schwartz is my maiden name. And there I was, Barbara Schwartz, with a pool of her own. I didn't have to jump anyone's fence and fake an ID card to get into a local apartment complex. I actually could swim in my own pool, and the pool color was wrong. And I called the owner of the pool company. I said, listen, I recognize that the biggest problem in my life is that my pool color is wrong. What can we do to fix this? How much will it be at cost? And then we will all split it. And let's get back to the, let's get back to living. And she goes, you have no idea how much I appreciate this call. She goes, my husband just died of cancer. I had no idea. I had no idea. She goes, I have been dealing with such grief. I don't know why this mistake happened, but my husband just died of cancer. And I, and I, and by the way, when she picked up that phone she, and she knew Barbara Majeski was on the other, she answered the phone like this. She goes, what? And I was like, 
like, Ooh, somebody don't want to talk to me today. But I just said, listen, I, I recognize that my biggest problem right now is my pool color. And I'd like to see if we can re resolve this where this doesn't escalate to somewhere it doesn't need to be. I never saw an invoice for the fixing of the pool. All I saw was that when in a week, right, the pool was drained, the color was changed. And I had a dark bottom black pool that I had requested. And I just share that story and that part of the story because we're all battling something we know nothing about. And in the space of judgment that was kicked off so well with Brad and Sarah is that although it's impossible to abandon judgment because it keeps us from running into oncoming traffic, we can replace it with compassionate understanding and we can take pause and suspend negative judgment on things we know nothing about. So I am Barbara in the red dress. I Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.